0: Hi! Welcome to Past Yet Present. I'm Marilyn Kapp, spiritual medium and author of Love Is Greater Than Pain. Those who passed share our need for love, understanding, and resolution. Together, we go from communication to collaboration. Welcome back to Past Yet Present. Sita Paloma joined us, and we were going to talk about her son Diego. We did? We got to talk a bit, and for wonderful artist friend Martin Wong hopped aboard, and, well, we won't say that he hijacked everything, but his energy is just so lovely and so expansive, and they're joking around out there that he could just do the same thing again, and so what's happening out there is that Diego and Martin Wong are pretending to have a tug-of-war with a piece of rope, so... Um, I'm picking up, well, it doesn't matter what side, but they're they're pulling at each other and they're laughing and laughing and laughing. And I didn't even know until this moment, although we kind of had an intention, but yeah, we did last time too, although we're so grateful and happy that Martin came through. But he just put his arm around Diego and said, have at it, kid, have at it. So welcome back, Cita Paloma.
1: Hi, so good to be here soon as you mentioned Martin's name just like happened last week he passed in 99 so it's been a while and I could just truly hear his laugh and I forgot how deep his voice was so right now when you mentioned his name again I heard that particular laughter that he had and it was just such a delight to Feel that. Isn't it
0: beautiful? You know, it reminds me that, you know, a little something happened before we started. I usually do all my mantras and I've shared all of those with everyone. The, um, well, why don't we just do it? We clothe ourselves in a robe of light composed of the love, the power, and the wisdom of divine consciousness. We wear it not only for our own protection, but also so that those who see it or come in contact with it will be drawn to divine and healed. And then I do a whole bunch of things and I talk about you know, please God guides and people who are here for God's healing, both in-body and out-of-body. And, you know, and I add in whatever avatars are connected or whoever feels right, whoever comes in, it's very spontaneous. And I ask for help to allow the channeling to come through, allow me to be a, a clear channel. And it's interesting because it came in plural with Sita. And we tend to do that together. We kind of channel together and it's so much fun. But it just spontaneously came in as us. So hearing that you're hearing his laugh is no surprise to me.
1: So I was wondering, why don't I hear Diego's laugh? And I realized that that, I'm literally getting the word calling card. That's not his calling card. Martin had, I would say that was truly Martin's calling card because as he would laugh, he would do a certain contortion with his body. Like I was talking about last week, he'd become like animated if it was like showtime. And Diego had such a radically different personality. So I realize now that I have felt his energy a lot. He had, I mean, I want to use the word regal. I could imagine that he would love that, but he died at a young age, 23, and many parents who lose children, as the years go by, they say, well, he would have been 29 this year, or 30, or something like that, and I always felt he stopped at 23 and remember his him being 23. So I was thinking about that idea, and I said, you know, the idea that it's our illusion as humans to think that, oh, well, he could have been, what would have he been doing at 29? Because the fact is, he was never meant to be that old. He was always meant to stop at 23. Someone once said that if somebody dies at 36 or younger, that's truly a tragedy. And I've thought about children or somebody really young that their death was definitely had as much purpose as their life. Like that was part of their being. For what purpose, you know, is yet to be known. It grows, I guess, throughout the years. And so. It was very enjoyable right now in my silence listening to you to feel Diego's energy and that the way he would just stand up so tall and regal. And I always said that he got that from my dad, who Diego was only 18 months old or something, two years old when my dad died. Even before he started school for several years, he had the game of being the king of Spain every single day for like a couple of years. And when he got bigger, he wanted to, me to take him to the library to get books on how to become a dictator.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. you <I> <laughs> go.
1: So... I'd like to hear more about that. So I just assumed he must have had a past life in some type of authority like that. And from about 8 to 11, he would draw these pictures, detailed, huge, large pieces of paper, detailed about what the world would look like once he was dictator. And it was very ecological, for sure. and all living in balanced harmony. And I mean, he would go into details, okay, with all of his little stick drawings and stuff. Anyway, isn't that interesting?
0: Well, (laughs) he wants to say, Mom, have things changed? The grown-ups with their big brains who are looking at the problems, have they taken care of those things? It's really about the children will have the uprising. It's so interesting because children we see those things so clearly. And I think that, well, lucky us, a lot of kids shut down and they don't channel in really what they're about. And I was always, what you saw is what you got. Yeah, And it felt like inside me, sometimes I felt so happy and peaceful. And usually it's the arts. You remember how I'd like to watch you dance. The arts would calm me down and I would feel like a Part of the world. Ah. And other times it felt like there was a tidal wave under my feet and I wasn't sure where I was going to land. Uh-huh. And at those times I would get scared, then I learned not to get scared. And by the time I did go out of body, I wasn't scared of that stuff anymore anyway, was I?
1: Nope. Why well, can nope. say that. Definitely yeah. you... Represented somebody that had no fear.
0: (laughs) And not in a stupid, reckless way. I mean, I didn't go out by being reckless. Okay, you know, what happened happened. But I wasn't out looking for trouble, or you know. No. Not at all. Uh -uh. But the thing is, I took responsibility soul-wise, gut-wise, to help figure out a balance that wasn't so much in my brain. Because it's interesting. I think I'm really, 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 really smart. And you know, I think that. You know, I would take responsibility to figure things out. And then when my brain would act weird, almost like it was two-faced, like there's two things or there's there were different narrations going on. Part of it I'm not understanding now is I'm hearing things that other people don't hear. And he just looked at me, Marilyn, and said, Don't worry, girl, I got your back. Because, you know, you start hearing people and there's a lot of names for that. And he said, so he's diagnosed and you've talked about that when we talked last week, you talked about that a bit. And he says, but it's interesting because my accomplishments, I love my mother saying I never planned to be 29, 30, because I know now I didn't. I think that's really a theme and I think it's really big. I don't know. I have heard, and he just looked at me, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. Sometimes people will talk about, they just want to talk about the theme for a moment, that what you're saying is so right for so many souls. However, there have been cases, and one of them is somebody we actually know that we channeled for, where somebody had a very fast accidental going out and wanted to come right back to that family. Once in a while, it happens. So I just want to say, when Sita was saying that, I was going, "Oh my God, that's my, this!" I channel it. So most souls that come through with the channeling are saying exactly what Sita is saying—that they knew. And it is our assumption. We we have kids, and we want to. We picture them getting old. That's our job—is to we think we're supposed to do. And we have control over these things, and we don't. And Diego said, "You got control over nothing." Yeah. And he says, but let me tell you what I did accomplish. I feel like between my soul and my gut instinct and the stability that my mother provided for me, meaning the place to be, even though I would run away sometimes, but that stability and feeling like that's home base, also knowing my mother knew how to call me home even when she didn't have a phone to call me or I didn't have a phone, we have that connection. So the heart, and I've told my mother this many times, this lifetime was to learn unconditional love. I realized since I've been out here, mom, I learned something else, and I'll share that now, is that my wiring was different and I had it as a challenge for all of us. And again, if the lesson is unconditional love, there's going to be things that I don't have control over. It's interesting. Because I realize now it wasn't just to learn unconditional love, but I put the brain in front. I wanted to accomplish. I was concerned about how I was seen. It wasn't so much a negative ego, but I could strut. Oh, yeah, I could strut. (laughs) He's laughing. Suave. (laughs) He's laughing. He says, suave." And it's so funny because he's just moving around and it's like, I'll I'll show that Martin a thing or two, and now he's dancing around. But his movement is tell them it's more sensual. <laughs> he's just laughing and laughing. But his his vibration, Martin Wong's is a very high vibration. His movements are different, and that reflected in his physical body. Diego, even though the wiring isn't, well, he's this is him. He he says, you know, get out of here, lady. Let me talk. Um, he's so cute. He says that he realized he accomplished something else, even knowing and understanding that the wiring in his head wasn't working for him sometimes. And whenever he felt it coming on, it would feel like his gut would tighten up because it was like, oh, shit, what am I going to do? Because I would know. I'd get a little wave right before I'd go like whatever. And we turned it around. And, Mom, you're going to know this is true. However we did it, and you would cook me things, or we would laugh. Basically, we turned it on its head, and my gut, maybe what you would feed me, my gut instinct, my soul, would match up with my heart, and actually, I learned how to, not tame like, you know, a brain thing. it isn't like you can think yourself out of a brain fart, or brain wiring, his words, that, that isn't working, That would be obscene to tell somebody, well, you can think yourself out of this because it's the thinker that doesn't, you know, when the thinker isn't working, you know, if you stub your toe, you know to get help for your toe. If your brain isn't working, it might not be working well enough. So not everyone can do this. And I hear this is extraordinary, but mom, we changed it. And I feel like while I was still in body, Uh instead of the fear of the brain going to my gut, my gut calmed the brain down, and I wasn't afraid of it happening anymore. Now, was I? No, nope. it was gone, wasn't it? Yeah. Mission accomplished, Mama. It was. Mission and, accomplished. and I love you, and you're right about me, about the age. And I've communicated that, and you've communicated it back. And different people have different stories, but we got this. We did it. And for me, I accomplished. I really thought it was just the unconditional love thing. And they're laughing out here because they're saying that would be enough. That would be enough when you know you're the one who's causing all the trouble in the family, or you think you are. And he goes, "Look at the other two. They've got their share of whatever they've been through, health challenges, whatever's going on." And but I thought of myself because the brain couldn't see it clearly. Again, if I were limping, I'd say, "Okay, I'm a guy who limps." But when it's the brain, you can't think that way. However, for us, it feels like a miracle happened in that. My heart became bigger than my brain. And in teenage years, man, that couldn't have happened because the brain's just trying to get you to frickin' fit in. And I said frickin' because that's what you do, and they'd have to blip it. And I like this guy, Hector, who's sitting here, and I don't want him to edit my vocal farts that come out of my mouth. (laughs) He's so funny. I'm happy. I'm happy having discovered this. So what do you think about that? That's a big deal. It is. It feels that way. Yeah. He's smiling. He says, You know, I can be more effective now out here. I got what I needed. It's interesting. Some people like to stay in body to help other people get what they need. You should meet my mother, he says to everybody out there. You have got to meet <laughs> my mother. She's like a combination of fairy tale, princess, forest, like, no, nymph is a bad word, forest spirit. I mean, he's making, I know. He says, I'm making it up as I go along. And she knows it, meaning me, but I'm listening. (laughs) And he says, but you are, ah, he says, here's the word, alchemist. And you teach people not to grieve and to let that go. I think if you think of all the ways you help people and you do a whole bunch, you let the grief go as a living example by loving me where I am now. Instead of having me stuck, even though you have memories and it hurts a whole boatload. And I almost swore again, you're welcome, Hector. Um, It has to be. How could it not be? And yet our relationship, and I'm not putting anyone down who doesn't do this. Oh, my God. So um, Michaela, Connor, Amir. Oh, there's a crew. There's a crew. There's a crew. But he's saying we're the current club. (laughs) <laughs> we honor that you have to grieve and cry and throw things at the wall and break them. I don't think you do that, but who knows? But, you know, I would, I would probably smash everything God for, you know, he says, just, just oh, he, he looks at me and he knows, I, I think it's hilarious. He said, shut up and just talk. So, yeah, we can joke a whole lot out there, but he means me so he can talk. He is so grateful to be current with his mom because he's current now and he doesn't wanna be stuck in the old stuff and he's going to be outside of that and expanding but the fact that his mom can do it with him, he's pointing to Michaela and what Michaela's mom said about awareness of the connection is the connection not to worry about getting it right because he says, I bet my mother wasn't worried about getting it right when I was here and it was so difficult, she was just loving me and when I'm out of body, and I, she knows I'm near. She's just loving me. And she's, I, you know, okay, okay, you give your opinion. Because out there they're saying, let her talk. and But he's saying, I think all the pain is there in terms of past stuff, of course. But I really think my mom is on to something for some of us. We don't need to picture what was. And you can honor and literally rest your head like a pillow on what is. Well, there you have it. And he just said, Dad, nothing. Because he really wanted to swear a lot. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) And he liked cartoons, too. Yes, he was showing animation. He's funny. Well, the love thing is where it's all at. And I was going to give the answer. Why could I do that? Because of the topic of your book. Love is greater than pain. And though I knew... He was in pain and I was in pain. He was in pain at different times and his pain wasn't severe. My pain was probably more severe at different times, being a mom and feeling helpless to help him. So by focusing on what he needed and not my pain, you see, then I was able to stay in the space of being loving. Aha. So then we were able to focus on what Diego needed because I could tell it was beyond anything that I ever needed and I could give him that. And that's what it required. And so I believe he too went on to focus on the love part of himself rather than, rather than what he couldn't do Right. He focused on what he could do, and he had to learn that, accept it, and then that he couldn't just do anything. He has certain limitations. A lot of them were if he was around a tremendous amount of people and the noise would get too much for him, he wouldn't know that that's what was bothering him. But anyway, He figured it out little by little, and social activities were a problem, as it is with everybody that's a teenager, since he was able to focus on what he needed to be loving, then he became loving. Problem solved. And so that's how we stayed connected, and that's how I was able to go minute by minute with much more ease rather than frustration, because it's really scary not knowing how to help your loved one. So here's what he wants to say from his heart, and he he
0: thinks he probably put it together, but how this worked for us. For years I've been saying it's been to learn unconditional love, and you showed me unconditional love in my life. And you know that that's what taught me to allow myself to love myself. And I didn't understand while I was here mentally. Like, I, I was not conscious of it, right. that it was your energy that calmed me down, that helped me so much. Now, I was willing, and I wasn't angry in that way. Some people can't quite do it. It depends on the wiring and the soul and what, what the deal is. I came in thinking we were going to accomplish it. So I didn't really doubt it, but I never really figured or thought through when I went out of body and I realized, yeah, mission accomplished. I learned that no matter what my behavior was or how outside the margins, I got unconditional love. And I gave unconditional love, even though I was impossible sometimes, you know, I love you unconditionally. I had no idea that these rats out here, rat things, there's a, he's laughing, angels, archangels, ascended masters, all the, they're all therapists, of course, in, you know, it's a reflection here of what goes on out there. They helped me realize what you realized before me. So here's how I want to share it. You realized that before I went, I had learned not just that you loved me unconditionally, but that I, learn to love myself. I didn't know that really. I didn't quite understand. And so when I went out of body, I was loving, and I still thought I was super cool and all that stuff. And there was nothing about me that I didn't like. It wasn't quite that way. But I just relaxed into it, feeling so loved. And, you know, them, you know, showing me the life review, I'm out of body. And I might as well relax. And who am I going to impress now? And just go with the flow. And you're just loving me. And I realized I don't effing hate anything about me anymore. And out here, when that's been happening, as the realization came, they laughed and laughed and laughed. Because most people get a lot of help from out here. I got that help from you. Because it was your reality. And then I realized, yeah, it was mine too. And it was something that I had. Like when I said, my gut and my heart overtook the brain so that I could be okay. That's the love. I never knew how to put it. And now I know that I'm out of body and you're teaching me how to love myself still by your loving me so and recognizing that I could love myself. It's interesting because um, I, I just had a thought, me, Marilyn, and he said to repeat it. And I realized, you know, when you have kids, our kids are adults. And, and I said to them, you know, there are some things we know about our kids that they'll know, never know about themselves. The little things they do when they're little, or the little gleam in their eye, that little, what they're like when they're tiny, or, you know, that, or you'll see that same look as an adult. But there are all these things about them that we'll never know as they move on into their adult life. And, you know, intimacy with friends and, and being in love or whatever it is they choose. There's so much we don't know. And he says it's interesting because for most people, they we get so much help out here. But I just got to hang out with you because the reflection of your belief and knowing and just pushing that self-love at me without trying, without doing anything. We've talked about being and doing. Just being that love made me realize not only do I have it now, and again, they're all laughing out there, I got it while I was here. So yes, folks, she was telling the truth. My mission was accomplished. Now, Amir slash Alan is here. His name is Alan in in the book, and we've talked about this before, and he's the one who came through with that love is greater than pain. He told his mom, "If if you didn't love me so much, you wouldn't be in so much pain. And I have to say, you're talking about that now, Sita. Um, I think about that. You know, we all have challenges, fear or suffering or any of those things. You know what? The love's bigger. So whatever the love brings is going to be in, in whatever the situation is. And he's saying it's good we're talking about that because it wasn't like he was going around going like, oh boy, love, love, love. He goes, my mom's more like the hippie girl, like love, love, love. And you know. But I wasn't, I was a little more like, okay, you know, okay, back up, Mom. But at the same time, I didn't back up. And I always wanted your energy, and I always wanted your vibe. And it feeds my heart still, and I still love to see you dance. But again, you've expanded your life, and there are people, and you share, you can't do it in a closet. He's just talking to the people who'd like to be able to pick up the way you do. And he's saying, but through embracing nature, Sita's um, an avid gardener, through embracing nature and friends and animals, the place is filled with adorable garments, your heart stays more expanded and your vibration goes up, so they're allowed to play more. So if this is what you want, They're saying, go outside and take a deep breath, play in the dirt. Your son is so funny. Diego said, sing and dance. And he just said, yodel.
1: Oh. That was out of the blue. He's like, he
0: says, be outlandish.
1: Wow. Well, I got to interject something. I said it, but I didn't realize the depth of it. Remember Amir? Amir,
0: or Alan in the book. And the book, Love is Greater Than Pain, his name is Alan in the book. But his real name is Amir.
1: Okay, so Amir said to you, I'm going to tell you the secret of the universe, right? Love is greater than pain. Uh Well, I just got right now, when we say it simply like that, love is greater than pain, it sounds like something our brain will digest and like, yeah, that sounds logical, But what I got right now, the secret part is what I did with Diego. If you focus on the love, that part is greater than the pain that I was dealing with Diego. If I thought about the pain, oh my goodness, what's going to happen to him, that kind of stuff, the love got diminished. It takes our energy away. It takes our energy away.
0: And pain sometimes is inevitable. Of and course. pain can be
1: so consuming. So consuming. But
0: why are we having the love? Because we want things. We're trying to hold on to how things were maybe, how we wish they could be. And what? where does that come from? It comes from
1: love. Well, when we're in that kind of pain, though, I think now thinking, my logical self, is that we're actually in more hope than we are in actual love. We are in hope that it gets better, hope that our loved one returns, hope that their physical pain diminishes, hope that their mental pain diminishes. We live in hope. We live so much in love. What a point. But if we live in love, if we live focusing in love, then there we are. You're exactly right. That's what he meant by the secret of the universe. I feel feel like classy.
0: Well, Diego's been wanting to. (laughs) Our friend Hector. (laughs) You you can mouth off and so can Diego. (laughs) And we all can, but then poor Hector has to. But he says, you know, it's... Diego is saying he feels like his heart is bursting because love is so effing big. Sometimes the pain, he says, I want to talk to people who the pain feels so big. He's looking at me. Sometimes I've found that I want to stay up all night because if I wake up, the nightmare continues when somebody's been ill. And it's almost it's surreal. How can you even begin? He says there are people out there, parents, who are in a situation where somebody whose loved one is out of body, and that pain can feel so big that you're shaking and rolled up in a ball, mm-hmm. and yet the thing that drives you, the reason you're curled up in a ball is shaking, is because of love itself. Yeah. And if you take a deep breath and just allow it, and if you need to do it right now, if you're listening, do that with us and just let your stomach release like a little Buddha belly. Diego wants to point something out. He says he thinks his mom is different, but he sees it out there. And, you know, you make friends with a lot of people out there and they're friends with the ones we channel and they've made other friends out there. And, of course, they're hanging out with the family. He says that you've been on the same page with him so much in terms of the love, he hasn't had to work so much. He's showing himself with a shovel that he hasn't had to dig you out of the you-know-what. Now, we know in your are gardener that you-know-what makes the flowers grow. But at the same time, no matter how deep and scary it is, if you drop down from the mind and you don't have to think about how to do it because you're already out of your mind, because Your mind is trying to take you anywhere from the moment you're in. And that's not a normal thing. And mom, what you learned, I think, I think another piece of it is when we were going through stuff, when the love was bigger than the pain, it had to pull you into the moment because the pain would pull you to another moment. Oh, if he had done this, if, if, oh, what's going to happen when he goes here? Or now he's out of body. Well, what if it, it's it takes you away from the hypotheticals that were not your option to begin with. Right. Because you're not in control of that, you know what? Yeah. And I like saying that at least in my head, and having her say that, so anyone listening, you can replace it with what I really wanted to say. But the thing is, it's so amazing because when you just have that intention, remember, Mikhail's jumping up and down, Michaela. Waving our arms, when you're aware of connection, that is the connection, and eventually we start healing each other. Mom, you kind of got it before me. We both got it here on earth, but I didn't get it about myself. So how you were understanding it and talking to me, help me here. A lot of the kids out here, or grown-ups out here, but that are dealing with loved ones we left behind, We're going where they are, not where I am. You see how I had it different? Because you had a perception about me and an understanding. You still would grieve, yeah, like crazy. But I think, now here's what I want to tell people. You put the love on me. You knew the love. You had to focus on the love, even when I'm out of body. And then you focused on how to best love me. And that had to help with the pain. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Because it took you right to the heart. Yes. And I think we can direct it even though we think it's impossible. But notice what I just said. We think it's impossible. Right. When you think, the thinker is, you know what, you know what, you know what, I just realized something. You know how the brain works for most kind of normal or semi-normal people, and he's laughing because his didn't work as well sometimes. But the brain does a really good job to get you out of fight or flight. If if a dinosaur, well, they weren't, you know, okay, a tiger's chasing you, the brain will tell you to run. You smell smoke, the brain will tell you. The brain is really vigilant, and it should be. But when somebody you love you're not in control, and the situation is my my challenges with, with the mental health. And then, of course, out of body, if you use the thinker, it's like, I don't have my thinker with me. The soul is what contains everything. If you used your logical thinker on me when I was not doing well physically, when I was still in body, I wouldn't be as okay as I was. Even then, you would drop down from the thinker into the heart, and you could feel where I he, he just said, you. it's almost like you were inside my feet and walking. You could feel me walking. And it's the only way I could describe it. But you did that with your heart because the thinker will direct you on how to save yourself or put out the fire. But this is a higher vibration than the thinker can do. And the thinker likes to direct. Would you give your heart and soul to the computer to tell everyone how you feel? No, you wouldn't. But that computer could sure as hell give you a good calendar and figure out how, you know, you want to build something. It can give you a lot. But you come to a point where the mind and... He almost said it. He almost said it. F that mind. Because maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But those really rat trap smart brains, they're just as big of a problem because they get in the way of the heart and soul and people died not knowing they had one. You know? So I think the biggest accomplishment and mine was to drop down into the heart and gut. And I did it. And you loved me all along. But when I went out, I didn't realize the extent of the self-love that happened. And when I looked at the reflection, I was astounded because it was beyond my hopes to receive and give unconditional love. It was un- to understand that I am and my recognizing in you that you, you are, and I am unconditional love. And the love has to be bigger than the pain. It has to be.
1: So I want to ask him about there was one time that we were having an argument of our many arguments. We
0: always did that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so I was asking him, well, but how do you feel about this or that? Whatever I was asking him because that's what I always ask people what are you feeling what are your needs and so um he was being very argumentative with me oh yes and then he just said mom or sita when he was you know when I wasn't just a mom I was sita we men don't like to go there we don't go to our feelings and I said really Well, I I said, that's not true about Papa, meaning my dad, his grandfather. And he goes, yeah, but that guy was different. (laughs) And I said, I grew up with my dad talking about his, uh, well, his, I guess, his emotional state, you know, where he stood, what his feelings were, what he thought about things deeply. Anyway, that was our argument. So now I'm thinking, now I'm asking him, so... By this conversation, then that, even though he didn't give me anything then, it sounds like that conversation might have stimulated. He's laughing and laughing.
0: He goes, of course, Bob. He's laughing. He says, if I were supposed to stay here on Earth, I would have found my voice from my heart out of my mouth and been just like your old man when I'm an old man. Yeah, I didn't have time for that, but you're right, Mom. I have that now. And me, Marilyn, while you were talking, he's laughing because I'm used to channeling him, and I got such heart energy going up, but not stuck in the throat, up, and my tongue's throbbing like, I talk my truth. And your father, he would pound on the table. And he says, yeah, that's, you know, it's funny. He was a little bit like that with you without the pounding but yes but the thing is he says but your father would talk the feels I would have the you know the strutting and the posture but I hadn't matured enough for my days to have the feels but I also knew I couldn't wait 40 years to get it either but your dad is different he got he is cocky at a young age ha <laughs> ha. but so is I huh so yeah I think I would have I would have gotten it
1: pretty soon, Yeah,
0: but I got it now.
1: Yeah, of course. No, I would say that you still had it in your body. Don't you remember the the day Billy got married and all of your cousins were getting older and getting married and you were still, what, like maybe 10 or 12 years old? And each one wanted to pose with you and take a picture. All of you were in suits individually just take a picture of me and my cousin Diego we and my cousin Diego
0: and I like to think that it's because I am so super cool and I think that really is I just give off that vibe but it's interesting too because when you think about it now they all have that they have that if they want to look at me and they have a special memory because There was a piece of me, although I was not conscious of it, and I don't want people to start looking at everything their kid does as like, oh, crap, does that mean they're leaving? But there was a vibe sometimes about that, that I might not be staying for the long haul. I thought that. But it was because I was swell.
1: It It was pretty much from their perspective at that time. Yes. Yes. It's the way I get to leave a little piece of me,
0: you know? Yeah, absolutely. And he's happy. And Martin Wong just, he he actually really stepped back because his energy is really um, high vibration. And he just waved from the doorway or like the outskirts. They're like making jokes out there. But when they're joking like that, it's to raise our vibration. They love joking around because they laugh too. But Martin's waving and going, proud of me, proud of me. I didn't take over. Okay, I'm getting out now. I'm getting out of But, and and Diego's laughing because, you know, but you know who is stepping in? Your dad is right here. And they have enjoyed being together. And your dad has his arm around him. And he says, here's a kid that mentally I would not have understood because of his wiring and what he was going through because there was no logic to what he was doing sometimes. And he just turned to him and said, they don't like these terms back on earth, but you know I was. And he's using a whole bunch of terms for, you know that then an adolescent would use for not being mentally aligned the way they'd like to be, disparaging words, and they're laughing like hyenas because that's what your dad would have done at this point only because he's okay now. So what your dad wants to say is, I've been watching over this kid. I have to say, I can't say I understood. You kind of taught me along with him because I was just like, get that kid in line. I don't think I would have had the patience how I was brought up. It seemed to, and Diego just looked at his grandfather and says, Pandering to me, being too nice to me. And he was like, Yeah. (laughs) But you were more gentle. And he says, Look, it, you gave, your dad is saying to you, Sita, look at the attention you gave him. Did we give that kind of attention? Then we're busy on a ranch. We didn't know kids needed that. You don't water the kids. You put them out there, they drink water when they need it. (laughs) You know? (laughs) That'd be true. (laughs) And yet, Even with all that, this guy and I, and he's tapping on his chest. um, I'm really proud to say we're very similar. And Diego says, "Yeah, because underneath it all, and we're both, we've both got that. You know, we're both royalty, and you know it." But they'll both go ask somebody who's sitting alone or hungry what they need. Both of them. That's true. Both of them. If they have joy, they're going to share it. Yep. You know, if they have a sparkle. They want to share that sparkle. And so your dad is saying Diego sometimes didn't have that choice because of the wiring that was going on. And when you said before that he was limited in some ways, you made sure soul-wise that he was not in how you brought him up. Right. Oh, that's a good point. It is a very good point. Yeah. So... Isn't it beautiful to learn? I know as a mom, I look back and I think, oh God, you know, each one probably has a different story of every, what I did wrong every day. And I think it's really important to know that sometimes even in our not doing, not knowing what we're doing, the alignment is there because of the soul memory and the soul alignment of what the purpose is and the intention. Well, I'll tell you,
1: I'm fading I
0: understand. Isn't it interesting? I have to say.
1: All all of the stuff you know is such a, it's like looking at it backwards from what, the way I had been perceiving things. It's a lot to take in. It is. It's interesting. And I
0: felt Martin did not come back with his energy. And I feel both your dad and Diego just getting quieter. Yeah. So it isn't that they don't want to keep talking, but it's really true. The energy is just like, okay, we feel good. And mm. the thing is to just know whether your brain knows it or not, whether you're thinking too hard on it, no matter what, the soul is animating the body and the brain is part of the body, so the love has to be greater than. Yeah. So when we remember that, it isn't so much something to do. And he just said, Mom, it's what we are,
1: and thank you. That's true. We can just hang out. Yes. And just be. Yes. Yeah. I can feel that easier. Yeah. Than trying to think of, well, what's he saying?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Just allow yourself to feel because they're with us.
1: That's easier to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So just remember those who have passed are present, and the love always continues and you know what Diego's laughing was to say we're collaborating no matter what yeah so just send out some love to them and to yourself as well until next time oh
1: wait a minute I want to ask one last question yeah maybe this can be the continuing for let for next time shortly after he died a few within a few months I was going to the park every day and I live in California and we have California courts here. So I was wanting to have a magical thing with this California quartz. Anyway, I did actually have a manifestation and I was sitting there with the dogs and I literally heard a voice that said to me, and I thought that it was Diego's voice or maybe somebody helping him. But the voice really felt like, I mean, literally feeling like, feeling like I'm feeling the voice. Like when somebody's talking to you, you kind of like feel their words. Well, anyway, I was feeling this voice just above my head in front of me. And it said, look behind you to the left. And when it said to the left, I really felt this heaviness of pushing my head to turn around to the left. And when I turned around, lo and behold, was a pot full of crystals. The sun was shining on them. So we will talk about this next Yeah, I will show you them. That would be awesome. But it's like, oh, so my question is, was that him actually talking to me or was it somebody else? Was God giving them some help or St. Joseph or somebody? Do we know? He says, he'll get into it more.
0: You were surrounded. He got help, but he pulled. He's the one who was helping you look. So he basically, he's the one who drew your attention, but that he needed help to get it. Because you look at everything and you become one with everything out there. So he wanted to really pull you. Yeah. So yes. So he was the one who drew you to it. But God help in the head turning. Yeah. Yeah. Okie dokie. Oh, do one on manifestation. And there, <laughs> there's a lot of kids jumping up and down because out there you might have had this happen. And it's something. Penny's from heaven. That's right. Oh, it's interesting. Um, our dear friend Jenna, whose brother is out Todd, he laughed one time and said he's switching it up to 20s. He brought it to nickels to quarters, and he says, now he's gonna bring 20s. Diego says he'll up his game. <laughs> Thank you, Sita Paloma, for joining us once again, and Diego, and Martin Wong. Thank you for inviting me and us. Today, we recorded in front of a live audience. Not just people in, body, and out, but doggies and kitties, too. Bye, till next time. Thank you for sharing this energy and space. Together, we collaborate, raising the vibration for all. I'm Marilyn Kapp, author of Love Is Greater Than Pain, and you can find me at MarilynKapp.com. Remember, the healing continues with those who are past yet present. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.